You are listening to Bravo Breakdown, a VIC radio production. What is up, everyone? It is Lexi and Maddie here, back with another episode of Bravo Breakdown. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We only have two more episodes left of this season because the semester is coming to a rapid close. Yeah. How scary. <laughs> scary fast. <laughs> but today we'll be covering part three of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Yes. So let's get right into it. So basically <laughs> part two ended with just like talking about Kathy and Kyle's new relationship and how they've come a long way and how they didn't talk for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So it basically just starts up with that again, just how close they are again and just talking about their mom and when they lost their mom, they sort of grew apart when they probably need each other the most then. Yeah. In the show, Garcelle was like naming off her siblings. She's like one of like six or seven or something. And she forgot her sister's name when she was listing it off in, in a, on the show. She forgot Carol, her sister. But later we found out that they had a falling out, but that she's like from seeing Kathy and Kyle go through their stuff, that she's like learning from them and the importance of life is short and to just like come together and make up because your sisters and your blood. I can't imagine not talking to my sisters. Yeah. I don't, I've never understood family drama. And I know everyone kind of goes through it, but I've never understood the whole, I've had a falling out with my sister or my brother or my mom. I've never understood that. Because to me, family is so much more above any argument, fight, backstabbing if you want to call it that then it's so much more important and bigger than all those issues that I just I have never been able to see how people can let things like that interfere with their relationships with their families but I'm happy that Kyle and Kathy are close again and I'm happy that Garcelle's kind of taking this time to become close with her sisters again Because, like, whenever there's, like, a new Real Housewives on the show, they have their, like, welcoming montage in the reunion. So this was Crystal's. (laughs) In the montage, it just sort of brought up, like, the leather pants situation, the coat situation, and the not seeing how Kathy and Sutton both said they don't see color. But I guess we can just start with the leather pants situation. It's sort of just, like, it is what it is. Like, they, they, they both got over it in, like, a mature way. Yeah. It was stupid. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was stupid. Same thing with the coat situation. <laughs> yeah. But for the coat situation, I will say I didn't like how, like, people were saying how Crystal should feel. The word violation, it just was like, okay, she feels violated. Move on. Yeah. That's how she feels. It made sense after because then she shared how she's had body dysmorphia and, like, eating disorder issues. And so, like, that's sort of where it stemmed from. Like, it wasn't really so sudden. It was just, like... She just felt violated, and that was it. Yeah. And then we go into the conversations that Sutton and Kathy had about them not seeing color. And they kind of rehashed this conversation at the reunion, but they were extremely different tones. This time, Sutton and Kathy did acknowledge and understand how them saying, I don't see color is detrimental, I want to say, to people of color and the struggles that they go through. And Sutton has since apologize for that conversation i don't think sutton and kathy were saying it maliciously yeah they were. i think 
all they were trying to do was just relate to Crystal and say, well, I don't see color. I don't view you any differently than I view myself kind of way. But when you say that you don't see color, kind of like Garcelle said, that means you don't see them. Right. They are a person of color. That is their identity. They're not ashamed of that. They're proud of that. People of color are not asking others to just not see their color. And I say that in quotation marks and accept them. They just want to be equal. That's all that they're trying to do. Yeah. And like, not that this is an excuse at all, but I think what plays into Sutton and Kathy's perspective at that time was generational. I know family members who have similar thoughts and it's not an excuse, but it's really the way that they were taught just to like scoot them to the side and just like, oh, we don't see color, but you accept them with open arms. But in reality, like Alexa just said, that's doing more harm than good. And then sort of under the same subject, Crystal shared like how growing up her dad was racially targeted a lot and how since Crystal being on the show, she receives hundreds of threats a day still, even after the show's done airing. Since being on the show, I follow Crystal on Instagram and I think I think it's so like funny in quotes that like she'll call people out as she should, like comments. She'll screenshot them and keep the username in the screenshot and not like cross it out and at them and be like, Oh, at what a shame. What would your parents think? (laughs) I just think that's great. But no, that's definitely like so sad and disgusting. I don't understand people who think like that, but then I also don't understand like How can you type that on social media, too? It's all about hiding behind a screen and them not having to face the person. Don't get me wrong. There are people where they type stuff on social media and you face them head on. They'll say it right to your face, too. Like, that's just who they are. And I'll never understand that. I think majority of the people on social media, if you confronted them about what they said, they'll run scared. It's all about hiding behind a mask. And that's one thing that I hate about social media is how people can hide because it's not fair. You get to say all this horrible things about me, post it, and then you get to run home and feel safe. That's not fair. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't understand people who can think and write such mean things about others that they don't know. And it all comes from a place of insecurity and dealing with their own trauma and it's just so unfortunate that they feel the need that they have to take it out on other people instead of dealing it within themselves but unfortunately that's the society that we live in and we've grown up in you don't go to therapy to fix your issues it's all so broken and just unraveling i don't understand you know people's minds sometimes. Then we move on to the welcoming Kathy Hilton montage. Kathy Hilton's daughters, Paris and Nikki, were, as Miss Hilton put it, disgusted that she was <laughs> joining the show, but have since changed her minds. I think also because not only does everyone love Kathy, but seeing Kathy and Kyle reconnect their relationship must have been nice for Paris and Nikki to yeah. see. And the show did bring them together. I think that's also why they changed their minds on it. Yeah, I mean, Kathy's welcoming package was all just her saying some weird stuff. And as she has this entire season is hunky-dory. And (laughs) she's like, I'm about to have a gorilla. (laughs) I don't. Okay, whatever. For that one, she said like her mom used to say that. But I want a shirt or a sweatshirt or something that says like, I'm about to have a gorilla. No, who is (laughs) hunky-dory? 
Classic. Because I feel like even if you don't know Real Housewives, like mm-hmm. that's just funny. Who is Hunky Dory? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, and then just basically talked about all things Kathy in the montage, like her lampshade hat, which like I'm still trying to decide if I like it or not. I don't think I do. But she said in their union she has it in multiple colors, <laughs> which is funny. I think it's iconic to Kathy. Yeah. But yeah, everyone else's welcoming montage either includes drama that they got into or something. <laughs> Kathy's was just strictly Kathy living in her own world. Like it wasn't, there was no drama involved. She never got into a fight with anyone. It was, it was so funny. Uh, love Kathy. We live for Kathy Hilton. <laughs> yeah. So since we get the filler stuff out of the way, yeah. now we can <laughs> jump back into what we're all here to talk about is the Erica Jane drama. And we first start off with the dinner with Dorit and Kyle and their husbands. And they replayed the scene. <laughs> it's just so funny. Pete, like, how could you not? Obviously, Erica has a different view from it because it's about her life. But yeah. I don't understand how you could not laugh in that moment with PKs. <laughs> just being like, no, don't do the brain. Do the ankle. <laughs> I just still laugh it's iconic. at it. It's so funny. But yeah, Erica voiced to Kyle how watching the four of them mock her life and situation, it really hurt. But then also you kind of go back to, there are other people who are in this situation, Erica. Yes. They're called the victims. They hurt more too. They've had more taken away from them, I would yeah. say. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I'm I, Yeah, I'm not here to diminish anyone's like level of hurt because what Erica is going through is something hard and it does hurt her on a deep level. I think the victims just had have had more taken away from their life than Erica. So not that it diminishes her hurt or kind of she can't voice how upset she is over her situation. I think she should just also bring awareness to the victims and their situation as well. Garcelle brought up a good question because Erica was like, if you have anything to ask, ask or like mm-hmm. just ask it. And Garcelle said, why didn't you understand that we could be concerned about us being grouped in on a story like this? Like when this was all unleashing like at Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. And Erica, which I agree with what Erica said. She said like there's nothing that can legally tie them into this. People can bring them in all they want, but they know it's it's not real. Like they obviously the other Real Housewives have not. I mean, Lisa potentially, whatever. But none of the Real Housewives have anything to do with it. Yeah. And she can say that now, but at the time, they didn't know that. Right. So I think Erica kind of has to put her brain back into that. First of all, Erica has to see where the other women are coming from. She's not doing that, and she continues to not do that. But she has to put her brain back to when everything first dropped. No one knew anything. It was all speculation. It was all hearsay. And no one knew if they were going to be legally tied into it or not. It just happened. So now you can say that now after you have more information and you've been going through this process, now you can say there's nothing legally tying you to this. But at that time, they had no idea. Yeah. And Erica, you also shouldn't have had any idea. (laughs) Good point. That they couldn't be legally tied to it as well. Yeah. And then in this conversation, Sutton brought up, like like you were saying, all they knew was the information in the LA Times Times article. article. That's all they know. They weren't notified of this from anyone. Yeah. And Erica said, I am the source. You could have picked up the phone and said to me, what can you say? 
Well, they okay. tried that and they would she would jump down their throat. And also like, yes, you're a source. You are a person in this case. Yeah. But we don't know the, the truth. At that time, all you had was the LA Times article. And to the housewives' knowledge, you were also finding out at the exact same time what was in that article. So how would it look if they were to call you and say like, hey, did you see this article? Like, what is going on? You two should have been freaking out. Yeah. And been like, I can't talk to you right now. Like, I have to figure it out myself first. Yeah. I personally, if I just found out all this stuff from a friend... I would wait a couple days like the girls did and let you figure yourself out first because my first thought would be like, oh my gosh, what are they thinking right now? They're not going to go to you with all the questions that they have like as soon as they finish reading it because they have to process it too. And it's just like, yeah, they did go to you with questions, but then you would scream at them. Right. <laughs> After you screamed at a couple housewives for like three questions... How were all the other ones supposed to feel comfortable with going to you for things? She said she left Palm Springs, Kyle's house, because of the fight with Garcelle. And that she didn't get a heads up of the LA Times article. But I don't know if I believe it because it's LA Times. It's so convenient. It it was just way too convenient of her to be like, yeah, I'm going to go home. And to be honest, she has people that can warn her. Mm-hmm. like Jen Shaw. She had people to warn her <laughs> yeah. that the FBI were coming. So these people have people who know things and who can find out information and call you up or text you and been like, hey, this is about to drop. Your PR people are supposed to do that. Yeah. That is the job of your PR person being like, hey, this article about you is coming out tomorrow. I can't do anything to stop it from releasing. We need to start doing damage control right now. That is what a PR person does. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what her PR person did. I find the whole leaving Palm Springs just a little too convenient of a time. No, it's 100% too convenient. Yeah, then Andy started bringing up the differences between other housewife legal cases because there have been so many on the show and Erica was like trying to compare how... Her castmates were treating her compared to other uh, cities and housewives treating them during their cases. And Andy was just trying to bring Erica, just trying to make Erica see that her case is different because there's actual victims involved. So that's why viewers got upset because she wasn't bringing up the victims and they were involved in this. This is the whole reason why this legal case is happening right now. Rather than viewers getting upset at Teresa and how she's handling her legal issues, because it's an IRS case that she didn't pay taxes that just didn't affect anyone else. That's what her issue was compared to Erica's where her husband hurt people and she just wasn't acknowledging that. And Erica, like, she understood that, but then she goes down this path of being like, poor me, poor me. She was like, However, understand this, we are a long way from finding out what really happened here, which is true. It's still an ongoing case, and it's a Mm -hmm. huge case. She said, I loved my husband and thought he was great, but then I found out he was allegedly frauding. Widows, orphans, and bird victims, how do you think I feel? And, like, this is... We don't know. (laughs) Yeah. That's... Yeah. You've never said anything. And, first off, like, why would you ever start off with a statement after what Andy said about the victims with however? Like, you should never... If you really want to acknowledge them like you're saying you are doing, you wouldn't be like, oh, however. And, like, Andy asked her, how do you feel? Like, actually asked her. And she said, I feel horrible. And right off the bat, Sutton Garcelle and Andy go, you never said that. 
And she tried defending herself and was like, I did say that. And every single housewife was like, no, you you never said how you felt about Tom doing this stuff to these people. Like, you never said that. And that's why people are upset with her. Because she never said those things. She never voiced how upset and angry she was at Tom. It was always about poor me about the situation, not solely about her emotions and how she felt. Yeah. Which, like, if she did that then it would come up as way more authentic. Absolutely. And I think viewers would be less upset. Still upset, but less upset. Yeah. I think viewers would then be more upset at Tom instead of Erica. But yeah, Crystal, again, this is just another example of people bringing stuff up to Erica and then Erica jumping down their throat so they now don't feel comfortable bringing stuff up. But Crystal asked... Why are you not saying that to the victims? And Crystal also asked, like, where's your anger towards Tom? And Erica snapped at her, screamed at her from across the couch and was like, am I angry enough for you now? See, no, Erica, let's take a pause because this is why no one in this group wants to talk to you about what's going on. Because the minute that they do in a calm, collected way, you do that. That's how you respond. That is not good that's why people are afraid of you and that can relate to what andy then says it's not because erica was like you need to understand that i can only say certain things Mm -hmm. which we all get you're in a huge legal case okay but that's not the issue like andy said the issue is the way you're being perceived which is like you just explained you are coming off as being the victim Yeah, she's coming off as being the victim. Also, going back to what she said, there are things that I can and cannot say. Is that true? Because you had a blabbermouth the entire season. (laughs) I don't believe that for a second. If you truly believe there were things that you can and cannot say, you obviously didn't follow that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's true. I just don't think she followed it. Yeah, but then Erica continues and is saying, I never said I was the victim. I am not the victim. I am simply surviving this. That line right there, I am simply simply surviving surviving this. this. You don't have to come out and say, oh, poor me, I'm the victim. It's the words that you choose that make people perceive, perceive you as the victim. (laughs) Like you just said, I'm simply surviving this. When you say that, that automatically gives off the tone Poor me. Everything's happening to me. I'm the victim. I'm just simply surviving this situation. That's what we're talking about, Erica. You're coming off as the victim. Then it gets better. Yeah. Because then Sutton says, but you looked like you were the one. And then Erica said, are you kidding me? My life has been turned upside down, Sutton. How can I not be broken? How can I not be sad? How can I not be tired? How can I not be exhausted? Literally what a person acting like the victim would say. Yes. Yes. Like what? And we get it. Again, what Erica is going through is hard. And the way that she's dealing with it is probably the best way that she can deal with it. She's saying all this, minus talking about the victims and how they're also broken and how they're also have lost everything. If she just tagged that along and said, the victims lost everything and now I'm also losing everything, that would be a completely different story than her just talking about herself. And that's That's the point that the viewers want to get across is that you can't just talk strictly about yourself when there are victims involved. I get it. You can't talk about the situation itself. I understand that. But you can talk about how they too have lost everything and they too have been broken by the same man who has now broken you. If you say that, 
that changes the narrative and that changes everyone's thoughts on you. But maybe she doesn't believe that. So she really can't say it. That's what she's proving to us yeah. is that she doesn't believe that. And then Andy made a good point. Like what she's doing is clearly not landing with the group of viewers. And like they can't understand where Erica is coming from because like you just said, she's not talking about the victims at all. She's doing the poor me all the time. And Andy was about to say, I'm surprised that you're not getting it to Erica. But then she gets cut off. And she goes, Actually, I'm not surprised by the viewers. I'm surprised by the woman here. Again, repeating what she said before, like she's the source and they should have came to her. And there's no reason that any of these women should ever think I would withhold something from them. First of you all, are withholding you are things. withholding things because one, you have to. Yeah. You can only talk about certain things. And two, your history isn't looking good yeah. with your stories not lining up. We won't bring the up that again because we've talked about it so many times. And they don't they talk about it in part four too? Probably. They do. They do because he brings up the mascara situation. Yeah, so we'll clarify <sighs> that in the next episode. My brain's going to hurt. Yeah. But she's like upset at the women, but they don't know that you would, that you wouldn't withhold something from them because frankly, for the past seasons too, you have put on this persona that Thomas is this great man. You have the perfect marriage. It has been known that you are very closed off as a human and you don't open up to people. So what makes the housewives think that this one situation changed that about yourself? Because that doesn't happen. Sure, maybe you're more vulnerable in this state because of what's going on, but that doesn't change the years of you being closed off as a human and just not wanting to talk about things. It's a huge case. As much as we say, oh, I wish these ladies asked her the tough questions. She probably couldn't answer them. She probably couldn't answer them, but also they're probably scared. I would mm -hmm. be. Yeah. 100%. When when it involves these victims and that amount of money and that it's been happening for decades. It's this whole this whole case is honestly, I know like it's like obvious, but if you really look at it, it's insane. Then they bring up the Instagram. Yeah, which I'm so happy they did because it's so true. Yeah, and Kyle brought it up and said that Erica wasn't doing herself any favors with the way that she is posting on Instagram. Yeah. And Erica didn't see how it is because she's just like, I'm just posting. I'm just me. That's just Erica Jane. Like, this is my job. But Andy said it lands differently when there are air crash victims I can, I can hear the tone going up with yeah. the air crash victims and even garcelle chimed in and said you have to shift your focus a little bit right. we get it instagram's your job and we're not saying that you don't post your promotional things but when you are strictly posting you in lingerie and oh i'm this i'm that i'm New erica bag. jane like like who cares about all these haters and all this stuff yeah. when you're doing that that's where the shift of tone has to come in you can do your promotional stuff and also post about victims you can also post about you can also just not post anything unless it's promotional i just don't understand how erica doesn't see how her posting those types of things like people are mad at her for like how can you not see by you posting that and then you're in this case that has all these victims stolen millions of dollars from them. You have such a big platform, too, that this is what you're using it for? Yeah. Really? 
That's true. After everything that's going on, not just in her life, but in this world, this is what you're using your platform for. Yeah, that's a good point. That, in general, with influencers just makes me mad. And I'm like, you have so much power. And you know you have so much power. This is what you choose to use with that power? Fine. All right. Cool. <laughs> I'm I'm happy I don't have that much power. I know. I'm, I'm very happy I, I don't, don't have ever that much want power. That. I never want that. I don't want people looking at me. Yeah. Because I don't want to go through this. Yeah. <laughs> as much as we are bashing on Erica, I never want to be in her shoes. And I know that for a fact because I don't want to be bashed at. So. Yeah. And Erica's- but here's the thing. I'm not going to go on TV <laughs> <laughs> and, and put myself in that position. That's true. Erica had a really good line in regards to her Instagram. I don't have to do anything besides defend myself. Uh, that just like totally acknowledges the viewer's point of her playing the victim. Just another case of just her being like, oh, poor me. And the first time we saw Lisa Rinna actually say something other than defending Erica, (laughs) because she agreed with what Andy and the other housewives were saying, that it's her Instagram's not helping. And her Instagram is, as she says, feeding the fire. Shocker. (gasps) She actually is not on Erica's side for once but that's the last time that erica, she's not yeah. on erica's side erica loki looked at her and like rolled her eyes yeah, i know and he <laughs> just asked her like a viewer was like i have a 20 million dollar question which was funny because 20 million dollars was allegedly put into her account or whatever mm-hmm. did you have any sense that this alleged theft was happening and she said i do not work at girardi keys all the financials are kept there and he said the answer is no and she said there's your answer so whatever that means i have no idea <laughs> again she could just say no. <laughs> she could just say no. I did not know anything that was going on. Well, she But mu- she takes this back alley way of answering that. I mean, like, I do not work there. All the financials are kept there. And then Andy even asked for clarifications. Like, so the answer's no. There's your answer. Okay. Just yes or no, babe. Did you know or did you not know? Well. You can just say no. I didn't know. Move on. If she says no and it's proven that she does know, then that can be used against her. That's her issue. Yeah. Because maybe she didn't. Allegedly, no. <laughs> allegedly. Just, <laughs> just allegedly. <laughs> Don't come after us. No, but that's her issue. No, yeah, it's totally Because. She said yeah, plenty she, during the season. She so. said plenty during the season. And also, yeah, you're right. If she truly was not guilty, she should have no issue saying no. Because she, she didn't know. But if she actually didn't know something... Maybe not the whole thing, but even just a little bit, she would say what she said, which is a back alley way of answering no. And then Andy asks the questions for the other housewives. Who believes Erica did not know anything about what Tom was doing? Then all the ladies said, I don't think she knew. I go back and forth just based on how Erica's acting. It's just so fishy that I'm like, she had to have known. But then also at the same time, I'm like, I also don't think she did know because again i can see tom keeping everything for from her and taking all her money like she said in earlier in the reunions i can see him doing that he seems that powerful of a man to do that but again the way she's acting and that it just contradicts that first notion that she didn't know because like if I didn't know i would be acting completely different than she's acting yeah and that could also be we're totally two different people but i also feel like other people would act the way that 
I would act when I don't know something. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And Garcelle, Garcelle was the only one. They all said, I don't think she knew. But Garcelle said, there's a high possibility that she didn't know. But there's also a possibility that with her lifestyle and like having money that mm-hmm. maybe she did notice little things but didn't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it it's, I go back and forth. I yeah. think that, I think they, oh, they talk about this at the end of the episode. Like, when was she aware of his financial yeah. disrepair, I think is the word they used. And Erica said in 2019, there's been, like, rumors going on for years. And, like, even Andy and Kyle heard about it, which I think From is Bethany. talked about in the next part. Or yeah. was already talked about, I forget. In part three, because then they bring up a reunion, I forget, in 2019, that they asked her about, Andy asked her about... Oh, because he was facing lawsuits. Yeah, that was when he was facing lawsuits. So, around then. But it makes me, like, I think... No one knows. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think she knows. (laughs) I don't think she actually knows. I think that, like, Erica was saying, she would bring these issues and ask questions to Tom about these rumors. But Tom would always say, oh, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. I can totally see that happen. And then, yeah. My brain's just so tired. (laughs) Yeah. And then she just ends with, like, basically going after Crystal for Crystal yeah. rightfully asking her about where's the anger towards Tom. Yeah, like we said earlier in the episode, yeah. Crystal asked, and this is the cliffhanger they leave the episode on, but Crystal asked, if Rob did this to me, I would be so mad and angry at him. So she's asking, and she said it very calmly and very nice. rightfully yeah. that she would ask this because, frankly, no one saw Erica's anger towards Tom. But she asked, I guess, where's your anger towards Tom? And then Erica bites her head off and goes, where do you think it is? You think I don't have any because you haven't seen it or I haven't shown enough anger here today? What do you want me to do? I am very angry. Hear it in my voice. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there, Erica, because you even said, have I not shown enough anger here today? Yeah, you've shown a lot of anger here today. We're talking about plenty of anger. months, months, months prior when you're filming where you defended Tom and you showed no anger. That's where everyone's questions are relying. And that's where Crystal's questions are relying. It's because she just watched this entire season back and has seen no anger. And she experienced no anger from you throughout the entire season. Erica was very angry on reunion day. But the question is... Where's your anger towards him before? Not right now, before. And maybe she is finally angry at yeah, him maybe now. Maybe she is. Because maybe she realizes yeah, what we're all saying. Yeah, I don't know. But again, this is why everyone's afraid of you because <laughs> you're like, come to me. I'm the source. Okay, I don't want to go to a source that's going to bite my head off if <laughs> I have one tiny question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. Crystal asked was, so where's your anger towards him? Uh, am I not angry enough for you? <laughs> Whoa. All right. Let, breath. <laughs> Take a breath. Take a breath. You can through, res- as my mom says, in through your nose, out through your mouth. You can calmly say, I know I haven't shown anger, 
but I am extremely angry and I think you could hear it in my voice and the way I'm responding today. I'm extremely angry. You don't have to yell at someone. And then poor Crystal is like just sitting there. She didn't talk. I don't think she talked for the rest of the episode. No. I think she sat there and was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> She's like, I asked one single question, one question this entire reunion and I can't. And it was probably the best question asked because it sums everything mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Because if she knew, allegedly, she wouldn't be angry at him. And if she didn't know, allegedly, then she should be She should be so angry. She should be so angry at him. That basically is it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It ends with Erica yelling at Crystal. Yeah. Mid-biting off her head. Mid-biting off her head. (laughs) We'll pick up next week with that. Where she finishes biting off her head. Yeah. Where she finishes biting off Crystal's head. But... Yes, that is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bravo Breakdown. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at bravo.breakdown and let us know what you think of the reunion and the whole Erica Jane situation. I'm Lexi. And I'm Maddie. And this is Bravo Breakdown. Harmony. This has been a VIC Radio Production.